Hello, I am Katrina Collier, and as part of my mission to inspire all the people that recruit people to treat people better, I bring you the Hiring Partner Perspective Unedited podcast. Here, you will hear from those hiring leaders who create true partnerships with recruiters, HR, and talent acquisition because they know that it delivers a better result for the business and a better human experience. May this podcast inspire other hiring leaders to create better partnerships with their recruiters and HR. And may it inspire recruiters to create true and valuable partnerships with their hiring leaders because people make businesses succeed and people matter. So let us begin. Susanna Santos, welcome to the Hiring Partner Perspective Unedited Podcast, proudly supported by the people at WorkDrive. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Hi, Christina. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're most, most welcome. Everyone gets referred here, so it makes it so, so exciting because I know I'm talking to great people. So um, you've had a really interesting career today, which I really wanted to talk about first. Is How did you get from your degree and then into marketing and what you're doing now? Um, I guess I was I was always really interested in brands. Um, I was born in Poland just before the fall of communism, just a few years before. Yeah. Uh, so you know, growing up in that early '90s kind of era in Poland, which was really a a very interesting time for advertising and for brands, because we mm-hmm. had, you know, just come out from the Iron Curtain and all of these, you know, big shiny brands and products were just like flooding our market. Oh, wow. um, and just you know the power of um, the power of advertising, especially TV and everything that was coming from the West. And you had like those huge campaigns, like you know Michael Jackson's Pepsi Generation and oh my milk gosh. ads. And I know, yeah. Should I you... talk about this? It's like a very different context around Michael Jackson these days, unfortunately. But oh yeah, time... no, no, I didn't mean that. You, no, I was more thinking I've just I, like suddenly I felt old because I've remembered that advert. <laughs> I'm a lot older. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very small at the time, but I still yeah. do remember that it was massive and it was like one of the coolest things, you know, on TV. Yeah. Because um, that's I a bit remember... like the MTV generation. Because we oh, all, yeah, yeah. I mean, I went from that, like not having music videos to having music videos in my life because I'm that bit older. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it really felt like a whole new generation in that sense, you know, because we yeah. were the first, like, kids growing up after communism. And yeah. we were like, oh, my God, we have all of these great brands. We have these cool ads on TV that had, like, you know, a huge impact on us. Um, I remember the first McDonald's that opened not far from my house uh, in Warsaw. It, I think it was 1992. Wow. And it was just like, it was such a huge event. Like literally the whole city went there to see it. And uh, if you had and a birthday party the there, food. you were like the coolest kid, you know? Oh yeah, of course. Oh my God. That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. Birthday that's, yeah, that's like 20 years after Australia. So to put it in context, because I yeah. had no understanding of what it must have been like for you coming and seeing that change. No, it's just... exactly. And I actually, I have family in Australia. Um, so sometimes, you know, we would get sent stuff like, products and toys and Barbie dolls that you know we we didn't have at the time so all of these huge brands were absolutely you know cool and and something that we had longed for um 
So I guess for me, it was part of it. And, and if someone had told me at the time, I know when I was five, like, you're going to be making ads for Nestle one day. Yeah. <laughs> I would have, I would have been over the moon. So, uh, so I guess, you know, that's, that's probably what, what kind of attracted me to, to marketing and advertising. So was your, hang on, when I looked at your degree, I thought it was communications. More it than was, that. yeah. But, oh. but it's, you know, that, that's kind of where it started. And, um, so I studied communications. I, um, I did that in Denmark as well. So it was also exciting, yeah. you know, to be in another country, meet a lot yeah. of like international people there. Um, and then, yeah, and I, and I went into a few, uh, content marketing roles straight from there. It was already the time when social media was exploding. Yeah. Um, so I, I found that, you know, this is a, a really cool kind of creative industry that's growing very, very quickly. Um, and that content marketing was becoming absolutely huge. It became a thing. <laughs> it wasn't even a thing. <laughs> it's yeah, amazing, yeah. isn't it? Do you find it, sorry, this is so not a question I prepped you for, but do you find it so much harder now because it's like there's so much more content out there all the time? Is yes, that- absolutely. And it's, you know, just the speed and the volume that you have to kind of churn it out, you know, as a as a content production studio, which is what we, what we do for Nestle. Yeah, because uh, this is your job now, isn't it? You've got the content studio lead and I must admit I I'm itching to know what that means <laughs> yeah so so you know this is exactly it. the the team is a very new kind of concept for um in the in the creative industry in uh, the FMCG industry as well mm. because historically you know all of these big companies like Nesta would pre-plan their big advertising campaigns like months or years in advance oh, wow. they would take a long time they would spend a lot of money doing it and then have a big iconic tv commercial that would run for a few years yeah um what happens now is obviously you have social where you know something is trending on twitter for like three hours and you have to jump on it if you want to stay relevant oh that sounds um, stressful it is yeah <laughs> it always happens on a friday at 5 p.m you know oh like, yeah there's, totally there's a, there's a trending hashtag you know let's do something about it um so, so yeah, you know, my team was really born of uh, out of that need for for really kind of fast paced, innovative content creation. Yeah. Um, and we started a couple of years ago by just bringing a few creative uh, people in house, just just as an experiment, and to see can we do this quicker? Can we do it better? Can we have someone who sits in house and yeah. really knows the brand much much better than an external agency? Uh, and it's been a huge success ever since. It's really exploded. So. Uh, this is why I'm here today with you because all yeah. I've done for the past two years is just recruiting, recruiting, Recruit. recruiting because the team is growing so quickly. So we went from two people originally yeah. to to going on 16 now, two years later. So Wow. So gonna, yeah. have you, you've obviously learned a bit through those 14 hires. Had you hired before that or was this no. your – oh, my goodness. Nope. I've got goosebumps. Um, because honestly, I'd, I would just, I would hate to do it. I know that's weird because I used to be a recruiter, but I wasn't making the ultimate decision. <laughs> I was helping guide, but I wasn't. What was it like the first, the first hire? Were you like nervous you'd make a mistake or you just? Yeah, of course. I was terrified, you know, it was um, just, okay, here you go. Please hire a person. This is like <laughs> a, a list of, list of HR questions you have to ask as a mandatory and then you yeah. probably have a bit of time to do something else as well. If you if you want, you can give them a pre work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was pretty scary. Yeah. Um. And I think it was only after hiring my fourth person 
um, that I realized that, okay, I've, I have started to, to build something really special and the team we have is really incredible. Um, and it felt for a while like luck. And I was like, how, how am I so lucky? How have I managed to hire these incredible people who are both, you know, very talented, but also they gel so well as a team. They are collaborative. Mm. They, you know, help each other out. Um, and and I think you know we're now at like eleven and, and yeah. increasing, and we still have managed to keep up this sort of quality of hires. So yeah, you know, I everyone think, now wants to know what the secret sauce is. <laughs> I, I still don't know. I still feel like I'm being lucky, but I I do think there's some parts of it that you know we're doing right. So I think to, trying to keep that up from talking to you, and we've had like a pre-conversation in this one. You're so passionate about it. Like you light up when you're talking about your work and I think people would be quite attracted to that and I'm sure that's some of that secret sauce. You know, when people are really interested in what they do. Now we must say, big plug, Nestle is hiring people, Nestle is hiring. Um, (laughs) Remind me what you're looking for now. Uh, At the moment we're looking for digital animators. So we've got um, four open positions, a mix (gasps) of permanent and fixed-term roles. Um, very, very exciting. Right. So, you know, anyone who can animate in 2D or 3D, yeah. um, also with bits of graphic design skills, we'd, we'd love to hear from. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Oh, that'd be fun as well. And of course, I came across your role, your, you. <laughs> can you tell it's Friday? Um, <laughs> thanks to gorgeous Lisa Scales, because she commented on your post, which is actually now a month old, which I loved. And you were talking about like, your new round of recruitment that you were doing. And actually, I think this is another part of that secret sauce. Um, you were look- At that point, you were looking for the content creators and you'd shared like different things about like, you know, I'm nervous too, so don't worry. And, you know, feel free to ask questions. It's a conversation and things like that. What prompted you to write that post? Did you have well, a guess- bad experience or was it just? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, there's, there's a couple of things to this. Like, obviously, the idea of the post came just because I, I could see, you know, a lot of people were checking out my profile and I was like, okay, this oh. is probably my, my candidates, you know, doing their pre-work and being anxious and mm. trying to figure out, okay, who is this horrible person who's going to grill me next <laughs> it week? It was Susanna Santos. <laughs> that she looked look mean in her profile picture yeah. you know, and things like this. Uh, and I would do that before an interview anyway. Yeah. Um, do you know, though, I, I actually tell people, run your photo if you don't like trust your own judgment run it through a site called photo feeler where actual humans will vote to see if you look friendly and approachable or not because some people look proper angry it's like i'm not going to interview with someone yeah. that looks angry <laughs> no of course <laughs> so uh, and i guess you know it's a i think it's a universally awful experience isn't it like do you know anyone who likes being interviewed no. i don't think so no it's like going to the dentist isn't it yeah <laughs> Like you may be excited, but you may be excited for the potential outcome, but yeah. the, the experience in itself is is never a nice one. So, no. Um, trying to think about you know how I can make this a bit better by by taking out some of that fear of the unknown. Yeah. Um, and it's so quite think- it's quite cool now on LinkedIn because you can feature the the post. So you can keep that post there all the time. So anytime someone comes, they're like, oh, actually, she's being really friendly here. So she'll be great to interview with. <laughs> I can breathe. And also I've seen some absolute horror um, 
like Glassdoor interview reviews, things like the camera was switched off by the interviewer, but the interviewee had to have it on and you just go, wow. God. Like, yeah, no, that's fun. <laughs> I, I know, but what were they hoping to gain? Like stress the candidate out. No, and I think everyone has had horror stories in interviews. You know, I've had mine and and it's always that, you know, if, if you feel like you're in front of a firing squad <laughs> and like you're being interrogated, I mean, nothing good can come of that, right? So no. Um, and I guess for me, the other part of it is, is more of a personal kind of motivation. So uh, I'm an introvert. I'm pretty kind of far on that, you know, introverted yeah. side of things, which interestingly is something that my company is really tuned into. And we mm-hmm. um, do something we call insights training, which is like a simplified version of Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. where you sort of find out as a team who is introverted, who is extroverted, who is yeah. more like fact-based, who is more emotion-based, yeah. which I'm a huge fan of because it tells you so much about like how to work with different people. Yeah. Um, but for me, you know, it's, it's really helped me as well because in the past I've been misunderstood so often for like you know being the quiet person and like not being you know outgoing enough and loud Mm. enough um so for me you know thinking about these are probably the types of people I'm gonna be getting in interviews because these are creatives who are very often kind of introverted quiet types you know like Mm. myself so how can I make their experience a bit better because I, I understand what it's like yeah, you know, let them know in advance what's going to happen. Make sure it's just me or maybe one other person interviewing, not like an eight people panel. Spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have my camera on, you know. Yeah. I've got a little little quote behind me that is a bit of an icebreaker. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I actually have been staring at your plants as well, as you, obviously. <laughs> I've been staring at both. Actually, also, to be fair, everything that's behind you is much more interesting than what's behind me, which is like a pile of stuff in the corner, which we won't even look at. Um, <laughs> I agree with the mislabeling as well, though, because I'm actually a loud introvert. So I have thrived through this pandemic. I love being at home on my own. And people don't believe me because I'm when I'm like running my events and things like that and in person, I'm quite loud. And of yeah. course, that can, that can also not work when people are hiring. Because they think, oh, I'd no. love the office. And I'm like, no, I want to stay at home. Um, in your post, one of the things you said is my job is not to try and trip you up. In fact, I'm crossing my fingers that you're the perfect fit for the role and will focus on finding reasons you may be, not evidence to the contrary. Um, this felt like a revelation to me, especially to my interview experience. Um, how, how do you take that approach or why do you take that approach? I think... Um... I don't know, for me, it's pretty obvious. It's like, you know, when you're going on a first date <laughs> and you kind of, I don't know, you think about, like, you hope that this is, this, is the, this is the person you're going to marry, right? I don't know, maybe I did, maybe I did dating wrong or maybe, maybe I'm a creep. You're just a few steps ahead, but that's okay. <laughs> Slightly creepy, maybe. But, but you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. you really focus on finding the positives and, yeah. and things that, you know, are shared interests like connection mm. with, with that person you don't focus on the negatives obviously you, mm. you're mindful of red flags if they do come up but mm. um but for me it's you know for for that 60 minutes we're interviewing I'm, I'm your biggest fan so I, I'm really trying to focus like okay how is this person going to be in the role trying to imagine how they're going to you know interact with other people in, in the team clients um so it's in my mind it's it's all very positive Maybe that's why you're developing such a great team. 
Honestly, I, I think a lot of hiring managers go around it the other way. They kind of go for the, well, wait, what are you missing? And then pick apart. Yeah. That's why I'm surprised at it, even though it seems like, well, that's obvious to you. It's fascinating, isn't it, how different we all are. I love it. Love it, love it. Do you have any favourite questions you love to use in that case that, like, help with that to guide them along? Oh, that's a really good question. I know, and I, I didn't think. warn you. So no. I told you I'd go off paste. I'm dreadful. No, no, no. This is good. Favourite question. Um, for me, for me, one is, like, um, how do you deal with situations where you have to challenge the way something is being done? <laughs> it's a bit hr kind of sounding type of question, but it's a good it's one. Very, it's very relevant to the roles I normally recruit for because, mm. again, you know, creatives are very often kind of easygoing, kind of laid back people. They want to, you know, always create something beautiful and always want to yep. please the client. Um and for, for the roles I, I normally recruit for, I need someone who, who kind of has the confidence to sometimes be like, no, I know better, I'm the expert, you know. Mm. Um, and also, I and, guess for such of, a big yeah. brand, you want to push the limits, but obviously be on brand as well. So sometimes you're going to have to be standing up, right, and going, yeah, no, this is yeah. right, we need to do this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I like that. My initial thought in my head was, well, I just demand it's my way, don't I? <laughs> Which is why I don't work for anybody <laughs> but myself. <laughs> I'd be the worst. Do not employ me. Um, <laughs> but that is a really cool question. I love that. I love that. So um, obviously, Lisa Scales told me that you're a fantastic hiring manager and you partner really well with recruiters and that's what this all is about. So if you had one tip for recruiters to like partner properly with you, and I, I mean both sides, whether they're an in-house recruiter or an agency, what would it be? What sort of advice do you have or where have you seen them excel and they've partnered well? For me, I think it's, um, you know, make me do my homework as a hiring manager because uh, oh. what, what, what I found, at least in some rounds of recruitment where we've had tons of applications, so there were a few where we had, 200 plus applications for one oh. role. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm the, imitating falling off my chair. <laughs> and, you know, the, the hiring um, partner would uh, would try to kind of make my life easier and try to filter out um, irrelevant applicants. Yeah. And we ended up actually a couple of times uh, missing out on people that we then later ended up hiring because they came back through recommendations. Um, and that kind of showed, you know, there's maybe not enough understanding of what we're actually looking for, yeah. which is not that weird because, like I said before, you know, we're a very new team. We're yeah. doing something differently. Um, so the talent acquisition teams don't always know exactly what, what they're looking for just yet. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's either, you know, I'm happy to, like, spend time going through all 200 if I have to, mm. um, or if we do end up filtering, then it's for me to kind of let them know very, very clearly what I'm looking for. And, and yeah. it can be simple things, you know. For me, if, if I'm hiring a graphic designer, if someone has a CV that was written in Word 95 and, and it's poorly <laughs> no. laid out, that, that maybe it's a no. <laughs> but that's something that's really easy for, for someone to, to kind of, yeah. you know, tell. So um, I also think, though, it's a recruiter's responsibility to leave that little bubble when we could, and come and sit with you and your team and get to know you. Obviously, now you'd have to do it virtually. But I think that like that, what I call the intake strategy session, I think is so important that they do actually come and spend time rather than also just relying on you to 
get all the information out of your head onto paper to them. It's so, it's so important. Yeah, so absolutely. They can yeah. ask all the cra- crazy questions. Like, so what, what does a content studio do? What does this person do? What are they doing? What are they doing in 90 days? What are they doing at the end of the year? Like, you know, yeah. that's, I, that would help, I'd hope. No, definitely. And we are getting better at it. You know, we've, obviously we've been doing it for a while now and, and I think the talent team is now much more confident, kind of, okay, I know what, what Susanna is looking for. Yeah, it does. I mean, it does take time. But I've, I've, <laughs> I know I'm going back. Um, I just remember a, a lovely recruiter. I was training, bless her, and she was recruiting developers and they were literally across the floor from her. She just wouldn't talk to them. She was terrified of them. And I just challenged her to go and talk to them and everything got easier. It's like, well, obviously... So what about for hiring managers? What what are your pro mind you, I think you might have just shared them. But <laughs> what are your pro tips for them for for partnering? Because there's just can be actually the thing I'm hearing at the moment, which is just bizarre, is there's some companies that think that there's a surplus of people on the market. And strangely there's not, because people are quite no. scared to move. But um have you got any tips for them for hiring managers and how they can work better with recruiters? Uh, I suppose, you know, it's, it's again, you know, working really closely with, with the recruiter and kind of building that relationship. Um, you can't do it well until you, unless you know both mm. know very, very well what you're looking for in candidates in like very tangible terms. Yeah. Invest the time up front, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And we're lucky because we work with all in-house people. So maybe it's yeah. a bit easier because over time you kind of learn it, but we didn't have that when we first started. So it was, it was definitely a journey. <laughs> yeah. I know I love that. I mean, particularly, I, I would be terrified to start off. So I think <laughs> that for, for you as well in the last few years, so you've had to really learn and grow. So, so knowing you were coming to chat with me, was there anything that you really wanted to share that I've not asked <laughs> at all? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't. I can't think of anything. <laughs> We've only done twenty-one minutes. This is amazing. <laughs> I told you I'm an introvert. I don't talk that much. Uh, <laughs> I think you've still got across all of the main points, which, I mean, again, it just, it's that's invest, particularly for that partnership, it's invest the time, isn't it? And But I also love the, you know, understand your team and get to know each other. That's where I'd love to see technology used. You know, I see recruiters using technology to, to try and source. You know, you go back to some of the CVs, they're probably not well written, but a referral will say, hey, this person's great. Because they're an introvert, so they're not so great at writing their CV potentially. Or they're worried about being too extrovert or you know, so it's yeah. you know, use the technology to understand the team and get the gel of the team. So no, I love definitely. That. And I love and that. even, you know, we've recently um created a showreel for our team. Yeah. Which is is I don't know if you've seen it, uh I, I no, tell me more. It yesterday, but but it's it's such a better way to explain what we actually do, you know, and even if we show when we showed it to the talent acquisition team they're like okay yeah you know you can explain it you can write a big paragraph yeah but because this is a creative role yeah um, this is how we show what we do and what we what we're looking for in, in candidates and is the show reel around is it on social so we can see yeah it's on linkedin yes oh cool we'll see <laughs> someone hasn't been on linkedin much today <laughs> I should have been in there. It's Friday. I haven't been on. Um, oh, I totally. And I'll make sure there's a link to that as well um, in the show notes. So if anyone's uh, listening to this, they can see where to have a look at that showreel. Was it fun doing it? Or- yeah, yeah, we love it. You know, it's, it's a collection of our best work. So it's always fun to work on these. And I, But I think, you know, 
obviously we do it as a creative team, but to be honest, any team could do it. And it's, as you say, this technology today that lets you do yeah. um, these things in a, in a much cooler and interactive way than just writing a, a big job description. You could do like day, yeah. day in the life of, you could show what the office looks like. You know, we've got, we've got dogs in the office program, for example, which is mm. fantastic. So I oh, thank goodness. Dogs in the office is the only way forward. I'm really concerned about all the COVID puppies because, you know, so many people have not thought it through. Their offices aren't dog friendly, which is crazy because well, you know, there if are health benefits to, to all the people. <laughs> yeah, go to Nestle. <laughs> you, can bring, you can bring your pup with you and work for us. So oh, I could just, so you obviously you know about the Labrador, but the Springer, no, there's no way. No. God help you all if I took him into the office. <laughs> He's a, he wouldn't know what to do. He'd be driving you all nuts. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for all of that information. If people want to get in touch with you, is LinkedIn the easiest way just to send you an invite to connect? Or Yeah, LinkedIn is great. Uh, I'm, I'm Zeus Santos. Uh, yep, very easy to find. I'll link to that as well. So, but thank you again. This has been amazing. Lo- loads. I, honestly, I'm loving doing this. <laughs> Best podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Katrina. Thank you for listening to the Hiring Partner Perspective Unedited Podcast, proudly supported by the people at WorkDrive. Hopefully you really enjoyed what you heard and have left feeling inspired. And if so, I would love your help to create real change. Please pass this podcast on to your hiring leaders and other recruiters and HR. Even share it on your social channels if you feel so inclined. But the more reach we can get, the more change we can create. So please remember to subscribe, of course, on your favorite podcast platform. And do come and say hello at Hiring Partner Perspective on Instagram, where I share behind the scenes of what's going on. Until next time. Thank you. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.